Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Becky Bueller told me that it wasn't supposed to take four years to release her latest CD, Crate Paper Heart. The problem was so many other good things were going on in her life. Good things like being the first person ever to win the IBMA instrumental and vocalist categories in the same year, in 2016. That coming off of a 2015 IBMA Songwriter, Emerging Artist, and Recorded Event of the Year Awards. Becky is my guest on this next edition of Americana Music Profiles. Hi, Becky. Welcome to the podcast this afternoon. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good to talk to you. Glad you could join us. Um, you are, uh, and, and I, I didn't write it down, but uh, tell me where you are outside of Nashville. I, I remember we were talking about Bonnaroo. <laughs> yes, I'm in the home of Bonnaroo, Manchester, Tennessee. It's my yep. husband's hometown. His family's been here since before coffee was a county, which is like back in the early 1800s. Wow, and, okay. uh, and I I love my adopted hometown. I'm originally from St. James, Minnesota. Oh, okay. But I've been here here in Manchester since we got married, so for the last nine years. Yeah. And it's a great great place to be. Yeah, that's cool. So tell me tell me about uh, Becky a little bit. How how did you um, how did you get on this career of bluegrass music and and music in general? Well, my parents met when my mom walked up to my dad sometime during college and told him he was playing cheater chords on the guitar. <laughs> so music has been a part of my life since the very beginning. When I was about five years old, I got interested in bluegrass music. My dad started taking mandolin lessons from a fellow named Dick Kimmel, um, who's, who was up there. A, a transplant from Pennsylvania and West Virginia came to Minnesota to oh, work wow. for the Minnesota uh-huh. DNR. And... Um, and brought his music with him. Um, but even at that point, Minnesota already had a thriving bluegrass and old time music community. Hmm. And um, so I, I grew up playing it, went to bluegrass school at East Tennessee State University. Yep. That's and, cool. Um, I picked up fiddle so I could play in my parents' band. I, I actually, hmm. let, me rephrase, let me rephrase that. I picked up fiddle so I could sing in my parents' band because they said, you have to play something you can't just sing normally we don't we don't see i mean there are exceptions to the rule but normally you don't see somebody just singing usually everybody does everything a little bit of everything plays everything sings everything yeah drives the bus and records the record and do the graphic design all of that (laughs) (laughs) just the economics of sure yeah (laughs) and um so uh so i yeah, that's that's how a bit, the only instrument they didn't have in the band was a fiddle. I wasn't aware of dobro at that point. So oh, okay. Might have might have changed <laughs> yeah. changed my path if I was. But yeah, so I picked up fiddle and and um, 
And then, yeah, went to bluegrass school, took a job with Valerie Smith and Liberty Pike immediately out of school. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah. And then uh, traveled all over the world for 10 years with her and then um, and uh, then traveled with Darren and Brooke Aldridge for a couple seasons. And since 2015, I've had my own outfit. So the Becky Buller band. Yeah. So music has kind of been your thing that you've done uh professionally right for for most of your your life since school it is yeah and i've you know worked odd jobs you know within the industry to keep doing this <laughs> you know mostly teaching i do a lot of teaching and have since college i teach private instrumental music mostly fiddle and violin uh-huh. and some songwriting and some singing and claw hammer banjo and um, worked for Valerie Smith's label, Bell Buckle Records, in their right. office doing various things for a while. My degree is actually in public relations. Oh, cool. Okay. So I figured that was something that would help me within the music industry. Sure, yeah. So in and around the music, for sure. And you mentioned teaching. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I'm presuming that you have a, a, a set of students that you work with on a regular basis? I do. I, I need to count up how many. I, I think I have about... 25 to 30 oh, wow. students right. um, that are that are active that either you know some come once a week some come every couple weeks or once a month some every so often but they're still consistent with me um, and and I, I have a lot of local students here in Manchester Tennessee and and Middle Tennessee but then I have folks that study with me online from let's say I had one in the UK here recently. Oh, nice. Um, that's my, my farthest flung. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the, just this week, I had a, someone sign on from Durango, Colorado, and I had a Pennsylvania student right after her. I've got a fellow up in Boston that's studying with me. and um, So it's, it's, it's really fun, and, um, and, and I, I, I really do enjoy it, and especially when a, it really clicks with a student, they just fall in love with it. So um, you do this do it. <laughs> by, via Facebook or some sort of live uh, one-on-one uh, FaceTime or something like that? I do. Yeah. Uh, FaceTime, but mostly Skype Okay, is how I've been doing that. And that's all on my website at BeckyBuller.com. Neat. Um, okay. All my lesson policies and whatnot. I teach a couple days a week because that seems to make the most sense to, with um, touring and and then also being a mom, we have a, a five-year-old daughter named Romy, and she's a, a whole lot of fun, and yeah. we're exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're also uh, a songwriter too, right? That, that's that, oh, yeah. like a like a, a big thing for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and not just for Lots yourself, of, um, but for other folks too, correct? Yeah. Well, for a long time, I was just you know, performing as a, as a side person working for Valerie mostly and um, didn't have my own band, didn't record too many records. I'm like, I had a couple couple records, one that came out while I was in college called Rest My Weary Feet and then one that came out on Valerie's label in 2004 called Little Bird. But mm-hmm. then I had about a 10-year gap because it, you know, it just wasn't easy for me to get in the studio or fund a project and mm-hmm. um, it just, the timing wasn't right and so so you know i was writing lots of songs and and I, and i always have squirreled away songs that i particularly liked thinking well maybe someday i'll get to do an, right, another record yeah. but then other songs i'm like you know that would fit a certain artist or i'll, I'll write with a certain artist in uh, mind okay um or go write with them um 
so yeah, so I'm all the time pitching things around and um, and bluegrass has been very kind to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm amazed. I'm continually amazed that I get to do this and at the folks that have recorded my songs. Yeah. I mean there's no greater uh, honor than when an artist likes what you do so well that they make it part oh, of imagine, their art. Sure, yeah. I, it, I'm, I'm always intrigued when when I talk to people who are who are also uh, intentionally songwriters and and the question of writing for your band your music versus uh, you know another artist out there that you write for them in mind when you write. How, tell me if if you can explain it what what the difference is what kind of mindset that you have to get in in order to write for you know a, a, an artist uh that that maybe asks you to write for them or you you decide that you think you have a song that would fit that person versus a song that yeah. you may write for yourself that you know that you want to perform with your band yeah well i don't necessarily set out saying i'm going to write for myself today i'm, I'm very much an inspiration writer i've usually it's a, a phrase that catches my ear and then I'll I'll just start kind of singing speaking that and that will kind of lead itself to a rhythm and that rhythm will kind of lead itself to a melody and then that melody will kind of lead itself to a, a form and the, the song just kind of grows from that and and sometimes it'll be from a gal's perspective sometimes it'll be from a guy's perspective mm-hmm. um, I'll just try to follow the idea wherever it goes and, you know, sometimes it goes nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, but I, you know, I, I love, I, I love listening and, and there are artists that I've just, you know, grown up listening to and, and immersed myself in their music. And, and so, you know, naturally some things will come out of my music that reflects what they do. And, and for instance, um, like Kenny and Amanda Smith, I just love their music. Yeah. And, and, um, I've written, they've recorded a few songs of mine, which is just, I mean, just tickles me to death. Yeah, that they would do neat. that. Um, and, 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 and I've written some other ones that I've pitched their way thinking, you know, I can just hear them singing this. And, okay. you know, it just depends on where an artist is at, of course. And, um, and some things I've pitched two or three times and they've gotten picked up by that artist and, and sometimes they keep saying no, or, or I don't hear anything. There's a lot of not hearing anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, this was great. So, um, so oh man, I, in the early early 2000s, I wrote a song with um, Mark Simons and Lisa Ashton called "Music to My Ears," and Valerie Smith ended up recording it, but. I didn't realize that Mark had also pitched it to Ricky Skaggs, and maybe he had uh. told me. I don't know, but. In 2012, I got a text from my friend and co-writer, John Weisberger, and he said, congratulations on your Richard Staggs cut. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah, didn't you know you got the title cut of Ricky's latest album? Oh, wow. And That's it cool. Was, I was just, like, taken aback, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I still get goosebumps thinking about it because I'm just such a fan of Richie Staggs. Yeah. yeah. So honored that he would have chosen that song. But sure. he had had it for 10 years, and he kept trying to you know, sit it onto one of his records and, you know, it finally fit that collection that year. And, yeah. And uh, it was just uh, it, pretty awesome. I hope I answered your question. I no, feel like I yeah, talked all around it. No, 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 that's neat. Because, it, it, you know, I've learned over the years that everybody's songwriting process is different. Um, mm-hmm. There's some core things that run through all of them, but um, 
It's always interesting because I, I hear from folks sometimes that, you know, well, I'm not really that much of a songwriter. We, we rely on other folks writing songs for us. And then somebody yeah. like yourself who's writing songs for a lot of people, whether they you know, intentionally or they get picked up. And um, it's always interesting to hear the difference and the, the different nuances mm-hmm. that lead you to be able to do that or, or, or f- allow you to find yourself in a place where other artists are singing your songs to the point that you also won an award for that, right? An IBM award? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, in 2015. Yeah. Uh, from the International Bluegrass Music Association. Yeah. Wow. It just blows my mind. I, I still can't get my head wrapped around all that. So, well, not, not I don't only think I did ever you, will, and that yeah, might not be a bad thing. Yeah, no, that's that, that, no. Anytime a, a, an industry <laughs> that you respect acknowledges your contribution, it, it's cool. And and uh, you were also, I think, nominated as uh, or maybe won the award for emerging artist that year too, right? I did that year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and then of course the next year was the big year where you kind of kind of made history with the <laughs> IBMA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The twenty sixteen. Uh, I'm a player of the year, first female to ever win that award, and um, and then also the one female vocalist that year, and yep. the first person to ever win in both vocal and instrumental categories ever. Yeah, that's in the awesome. history of the awards. Yeah, and uh, again, I just, <laughs> I just I keep thinking about that, going, what? <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that's so, awesome when that can happen. And, and I, you know, I'm sure it has yeah. to give you a boost of confidence and, and being able to go forth and, and uh, continue to do what you love to do, obviously. Do, do you find yeah. uh, the, the, um, uh, the, the uh, attention level of, you know, hey, uh, we want you to write a song for us kind of stemming from, from uh, that acknowledgement? I maybe maybe a little bit. I it's it's kind of carried on like with with pitching songs and stuff. That's kind of carried on pretty steady, about the same pace I think. And I'm so slow at getting back. I've got so many things on my plate. Yeah. And, um, um, it's it's hard to keep track of everything. But um, but yes, definitely the um, the stakes are higher. And and I think more so than the boost of confidence, it's it's kind of I mean to be gut level honest and completely transparent <laughs> it's um it's freaked me out um i'm huh. used to being a support person and i drug my feet on having my own band for a very long time ah, okay um just 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 because i i knew it was going to be stressful and um i didn't know that i had what it took to make it happen and luckily hmm. i have a wonderful team uh, around me with the musicians that I get to perform with, and hopefully we'll talk about them in a little bit. Um, For sure, but yeah. but also just with with our our, our booking agent and, and my record producer, it's just a, a great group of folks that make it not too stressful on me, you know, um, make it make it easy on me. But but yeah, I find myself now trying to live up to those awards and, and play up to those awards, and I. I feel which is totally backwards and ridiculous. You never know how you're going to react to something until right. it happens. Right. Um, and, and it was something that I hadn't really thought about other than, oh, that would be cool, but yeah, like that's going to happen. That was about how much I thought about it. And um, and when it did, it really kind of threw me for a loop. And um, as, huh. and I'm honored, though. I'm, I am so honored. And 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 I guess maybe this is the humbled side of it. I don't know. It's, it's um, I'm, I'm still still coming to terms with it and, yeah. and but I'm grateful I'm so grateful and and excited and it 
it's made me set even bigger goals for myself. Yeah, that's neat. Do do you think it it changes? Um, I, I've often wondered and asked sometimes when someone has a hit song, it's kind of like, well, how do I write the next hit song? Do you, has it influenced yeah. at all how you write since compared to how you wrote um, before? I I don't I don't think so. I think it's more it's influenced the business side of things than anything. I mean, with, when I sit down to write, it's still the same thing. Like I, you know, I want to write a song that I believe in that I can stand behind that I'm excited about. Whether it's a song that I feel I can sing myself or a song that I hear another artist doing, right. um, I, I still have to believe in it. And um, and you know, so I, I I still write that way. But on the the business side of things, definitely changed things. It's up the game and um, made me think about like how can we better strategize to yeah to go where we want to go. Where do we want to go? Sure. What do we want to yeah. do with this yeah. now? And, yeah. and where can we go? And right. and how do we make this happen? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And you mentioned which which in in part takes away like all the time that's been on that takes away from the creating. So right. that's yeah. been a hard thing to balance, hmm. it, especially with, you know, throwing, throwing into the mix that I'm a mom of a little kid who needs me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, yeah. So just trying to keep every, all the plates spinning and, and, uh, make sure I get that, sure. that, you know, that time in practicing and, um, on the different instruments that I play and, but also that time creating, I, I get, I get twitchy when I go too long without writing. Hmm. Because hmm. uh, it's just something I, I love to do, and it's it's my therapy. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that before you said it. That a lot of people will say that songwriting is a therapy process. So that's awesome. It is. Yeah. It, it's it's how I interpret the world, how I, I deal with the world, how I escape from the world. Hmm. That's cool. Um, a, a few minutes ago, you mentioned your band, and we certainly want to um, give them a quick shout out. Uh, tell me, give me, give me your lineup, and and uh, let, let's let's include those those guys in our conversation. Sure, um, I've got Ned Lubarecki on the banjo. He's a, a legend uh, within our community. He's been sure, Bluegrass XM Bluegrass Bluegrass band. Yeah, Bluegrass oh Junction. yeah, yeah, for over. Yeah, over 30 years playing in different bands, including Chris Jones and the Night Drivers, Paul Atkins and the Borderline Band, but rarely heard. And then he's also a wonderful DJ. He's on Sirius XM's Bluegrass mm-hmm. uh, Junction channel and um, writes a, or wrote a, a bluegrass banjo curriculum for Alfred Publishing. Has a new album out called Take Five. Uh-huh. Cool and album. A, a 2017 nominee for IBMA Banjo Player of the Year. So we've been saying, because, because of Ned and you know the self-deprecating humor. We've been saying uh, he's the uh, he's the, the second best banjo player of 2017. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got Professor Dan Boner on the mandolin. Uh, I'm sorry, man. He played mandolin on the new album, but now he's he's been playing guitar for the last year or so. Okay. And he plays everything really well. He like pushes me to be a better fiddle player. Like he inspires me so much with his fiddle mm. playing. Um, great singer, great educator. Um, I believe it was 2015. He was a nominee for uh, IBMA Mentor of the oh, Year. Neat. Okay. 
Uh, and he's the director of the East Tennessee State University Bluegrass Old Time and Country Music Program. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I thought I recognized his name so, for that. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So his freshman year at ETSU was my senior year. And I graduated and left, and he just stayed. Just so stayed. <laughs> that's cool. He just stayed and stayed and stayed, and they made him the head of the program. But the program is really thriving. Yeah. And I think they have 70 bands right now. Wow. Or, or did this last semester. Wow. Some really, really exciting times out there. For, yeah, that for is the, so cool. For Roots Music. Sure, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a contribution to the industry uh, just just by the, yeah. by itself. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, then we've got Nate Lee on the mandolin and fiddle and singing the, the high tenor line with me. He's from Ovilla, Texas, now makes his home in Nashville, Tennessee. And he teaches a lot. He's got a, a, a big private uh, lesson um, studio and um, just it does a lot of online lessons. All of us actually um, teach at workshops and camps um, throughout the, the year. Um, so you can maybe talk about some of those that, that I'll be involved in. But, uh-huh. um, but, but uh, Nate has a new album called Plays Well with Others. And um, he's a 2015 IBMA Momentum Award winner. Cool. And then uh, you've got Dwayne Anderson, right? Dwayne. Yeah. Dwayne Anderson. So uh, we've been calling him Calamity Dwayne because um, <laughs> we have this song on the new record called Calamity Jane. <laughs> and the big line of the song is, Jane ain't even your name, Jane. Oh, no. And uh, Dwayne ain't even, well, Dwayne ain't even his name. It's, it's, that's actually his middle name. His first name is Bobby. Oh. <laughs> so we've been, we've been saying, Dwayne, ain't even your name, Dwayne. And, yeah, uh, Dwayne is a, is a programmer and IT guy for King University in uh, Bristol, Tennessee, or Bristol, Virginia. And um, he and I played together with Darren and Brooke Aldridge for a couple of seasons. Hmm. He's a great picker. He's an ETSU graduate. And I'm just honored that he would join our band here at the, the top of this year. Yeah, that's so neat. And then the new record is uh, Crate Paper Heart, uh, Crepe Paper Heart, and okay, uh, Crate Paper Heart. Yeah, Crate Paper Heart. Uh, and and that's what number for you? Uh, you mentioned you had a few when you were with the other folks. Yeah, it's my fourth solo album, okay. and it's my second release for Dark Shadow Recording. And that is out or is ready to come out? When is it released? It came out February fourteenth. Okay, so it's so currently we felt out. With with a name like that, it needed to uh, be released on Valentine's Day. Yeah, okay, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me tell me a little bit about that before we wrap things up. All right. Um, it's all original songs except for the bonus track, Phoenix Arise. And that was a special project that happened in between my albums. Uh, it was a, we re- recorded that song as a fundraiser for the town of Medelia, Minnesota. That's hmm. a big fire in their downtown district that took out an entire city block of oh businesses. And um, that's in my home county of Watton County, Minnesota. And it's also where my dad works. Mm-hmm. So we recorded that track and then put it up as a digital download for a donation of any amount uh, hmm. to help in, um, in the rebuild effort. And um, happy to say that they've all rebuilt and they're back open for business. So that's neat. Cool. Folks out there traveling through southern Minnesota, you got to stop at La Plaza Fiesta and have lunch and supper and do some shopping there in yeah, Medellin, cool. Minnesota. But we we included that as the bonus track on the album, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and the rest are songs that I've written or co-written 
um, Calamity Jane that I mentioned a minute ago is on this album. I got to sing that with Rhonda Vincent, the queen of blues. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, cool. Love her. She's amazing and such a great businesswoman. She's a fabulous entertainer, and she's also been a mentor to me. She's been so kind. Mm -hmm. Um, I can... I've gone through her several times with industry questions, and she's been really kind and That's thoughtful good. in her answers. Yeah. I love really that about the bluegrass world. Wrote, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's pretty willing to help yeah. other people out, especially folks that are coming up sure. to the music. So, and I actually wrote that song, Calamity Jane, with Tim Stafford of Blue Highway, mm-hmm. one of my very favorite bands. And uh, then we've got Frank Sullivan as a special guest with us on... Um, Bitter Springs, The Big yeah. Trees, which is probably probably my favorite song in the collection right now, huh, just because cool. it's kind of where I'm at uh, on things, just kind of in a time of waiting, Yeah, and mm. uh, which is, is not a bad thing. No, um, no, not at all. <laughs> and then uh, we've got the Grammy-winning Fairfield Four mm-hmm. with me on Written in the Back of the Book. Um, but I, let's see, I mentioned two gospel songs. not all gospel. It's a mix of, of secular and sacred songs and kick it off with a, another Love Gone Wrong. It's a very promising title. Um, <laughs> and most of the heavy lifting <laughs> on this record has been done by my band, and I would put them up against any studio musician out there. They are just fantastic musicians. That's neat. There's a, a couple guys on there that are no longer in the band. Um, Brandon Bostic on guitar and Daniel Harden on the bass. Okay. Um, I'm especially excited that on the instrumental, uh, Care Paravel, that uh, Daniel Harden did the bass track on that. And, um, I wrote that song a long time ago when he and I were touring together, and um, he just always loved it. And I'm, I'm really excited that he was the one that got to put the bass hmm. track down on That's that. Neat. He really, yeah. really smashes the bass <laughs> <laughs> on that. And then uh, Claire Lynch is also a special guest, Rob Ikes, Sam Bush. I got to do a duet with Sam Bush. Just him and I, uh, me playing Clockhammer Banjo, him playing Hoff hmm. and the mandolin. And uh, singing together on a song that I wrote with my friend Tony Rackley from down in South Carolina. And let's see, that, that song's called The Rebel in the Rose. And I'm missing some guests. Uh, Stephen and Yana Mojin are on there with me. And I can't, I'm, I'm missing somebody, but I can, hmm. can't think who it is right now. But just a, a whole bunch of guests that are just heroes of mine. Yeah, that's Such neat. an honor to get to yeah. work with them. Well, we certainly want folks to hear it, and we want them, if they haven't, certainly to, to track it down and get a copy of it. Um, what's the best place, and how can they track you down if they want to uh, maybe hire you as a, as a teacher or, or uh, just uh, say hey or get some advice? What's the best way to communicate with you sure. and, and get your music? Best way is to go to BeckyBuller.com, and Buller is spelled just like it sounds, B as in boy, U-L-L-E-R, Becky Buller. Dot com and you can you can find out where we're going to be, read more about us, um, check out the lesson schedule, the touring schedule. Can I mention a, a couple of the things we have coming up? Yeah, please do. We're going to be at um, the Graves Mountain Festival of Music in Syria, Virginia on mm-hmm. June 2nd, and then we drop down to Dollywood for their barbecue and bluegrass festival on Monday, June 4th. Um, then you can find us at the Jesus Tent at Bonnaroo, Cool. I believe that's June 10th. It's the the Sunday of that weekend. Okay. We play for the church the church service, very informal church service at the Jesus Tent. Some really really cool things that yeah. First Baptist Church here in Manchester heads up. Um, but people come from all over the U.S. to 
to volunteer there and, uh, you know, to hang out. It's a really, really cool thing. Hmm. And then um, I had the Kaufman camp along with most of my band. Everybody except Dwayne is teaching at Kaufman camp this year. And that's in Marysville, Tennessee. Um, I think it starts on Father's Day. What, what is that this year? June. It's in the 20s of June. Anyway, it's all on my website. Please check it out. And then I'll also be headed to Level in Texas for Camp Bluegrass and going right to Rocky Grass Academy in Lyons, Colorado after that. Wow, and, cool. Um, I'll be doing a show with um, all the, the first ladies to, to win in their respective instrumental categories at IBMA. So that's uh, Allison Brown on the banjo, Sierra Hull on mandolin, Molly Tuttle on guitar, Missy Reigns on bass, and myself. We're going to be doing a set at Rocky Grass, and that's oh, already cool. sold out. If yeah. you don't have your tickets, you're out of luck. Oh, no. no <laughs> there. That sounds neat. And yeah. then uh, and, uh, we, go, we go to Milan, Michigan, uh, and then the station in there that first weekend of August, and I'll do one more, and then I'll let you be, but we're going to head back to Minnesota. I'm so excited to be playing for my home state crowd at the Minnesota Bluegrass Old Time Music Association's August Festival at El Rancho Minana in cool. Richmond, Minnesota going to be a lot of fun they always yeah. put on a really good show cool well in case they didn't write it down they can find all of that at becky <laughs> yes. and uh, that's right you can connect to us on all our social media yeah. pages via our website too cool thanks becky appreciate it this has been great talking to you oh great thank you so much for having me on the program i really appreciate it thanks again for tuning in to this episode of americana music profiles find us on itunes at americana music profiles and on the internet at americanarhythm.com Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.